Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This is Sunday, July the 30th, 2023, ninth Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lectors, Annie Lloyd. Thank you to Judy Weirs for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Thank you for joining us today. Well, good morning. We're just a little bit uh, early. Just thought I'd uh, take this moment to say good morning. Welcome. Glad to have you here at worship this morning. This is our last Sunday of this setting, which I think is what, setting four? Yes. And uh, we're going to be going to setting eight, which is uh, kind of fun. I know our kids really enjoy that. And uh, so next Sunday we'll go with setting eight. And uh, I'm thinking I might even have the kids help me with the Kyrie and Canticle praise. It's so much fun and have them come forward. It'll be a natural forum. Uh, The other thing is, today's the last Sunday of our special hymn sing, and so we have incorporated, I think we had some 40 songs that you wanted to have sung, uh, and we've incorporated them into the worship, and so we have them for you today. And so we will not cut them short. The request was, Pastor, uh, we've lifted up these songs. Can we sing all the verses? So we're singing all the verses of our songs this morning. Let's see. We've got a few more people making their way in. And uh, I'll mention this at the end of the service, too. Um, If, when the newsletter comes out and you find that your birthday has been left off or your anniversary has been left off, please uh, accept our apology. We uh, use Servant Keeper as our data uh, bank, and so uh, we had a slip-up of this last uh, month. We have a couple who are here with us uh, today who are celebrating their 60th wedding anniversary, the end of this coming month. Can you imagine 60 years and this week on Friday? The fourth. On the 4th. Okay, whenever that is, August 4th. And uh, Linda said uh, it went by so fast. And I hate to repeat what Ivan said, but it made us all laugh. It all made us laugh. So we did have a death this past, uh, this past week. Uh, Eldon Covington's uh, sister, Belva Darlene Covington. And so you see these beautiful flowers up on the altar. And so thank you to the family. I can't even imagine. These were just some of the flowers um, in her memory and remembering her. And uh, many of you know Belva and uh, from Anamosa. So we remember her. And our condolences, Eldon. Thank you for sharing those beautiful flowers with us. This week, and I'll mention this at the end of the service too, um, Vacation Bible School. Uh, This is the first time that we're doing it with all the churches that are part of the Ministerial Association. And I just want to say a thank you, especially to the Andreessen family, who are the only ones who are part of our 4th of July float in preparing for this coming week. And so thank you uh, for throwing out candy and riding on that hot day. We really appreciated the Andreessen's doing that for us. If you have time this week, 
between 8.30 and 11.30, Monday through Thursday. If you're itching to be around a few kids, come out to the Youth Development Center. We need the help. Gina uh, has done a wonderful job of putting together crafts uh, for the upcoming week. It's amazing what Gina comes up with. She's got such a great creative mind, and it's her gift, crafts. We need hands. If you're not doing anything and you're having a cup of coffee at 7.30 in the morning thinking, what do I want to do today? Come on down to the Youth Development Center any day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and come alongside five little ones and help them with the craft project. I think you'll enjoy it as well. Having said all that, and now we're at the 9 o'clock hour, let us share in this hymn sing, Amazing Grace. You'll find this on 779. begin with confession and forgiveness. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, 
whom all hearts are open and all desires are known and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Let us sing our gathering song, How Great Thou Art, 856.
our service continues on page 147 in the front of your hymnal. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. to God in the highest and peace to God's people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, Join with me in the prayer of the days as printed in your bulletin insert. Beloved and sovereign God, through the death and resurrection of your Son, you bring us into your kingdom of justice and mercy. By your Spirit, give us your wisdom that we may treasure the life that comes from Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us receive God's holy word. The first reading is from 1 Kings 3, verses 5 through 12, with the following preface. Because Solomon did not ask for long life, riches, or the defeat of his enemies, God gave him what he asked for, the wisdom to govern the people well. The reading. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I should give you. And Solomon said, you have shown great and steadfast love to your servant, my father David, because he walked before you in faithfulness, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart toward you. And you have kept him for this great and steadfast love, and you have given him a son to sit on the throne today. 
And now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. Although I am a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of the people whom you have chosen, a great people, so numerous they cannot be numbered or counted. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, able to discern between good and evil. For who can govern this, your great people? It pre pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. God said to him, because you have asked this, and have not asked for yourself long life or riches, or for the lives of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right, I now do according to your word. Indeed, I give you a wise and discerning mind. No one like you has been before you, and no one like you shall arise after you. The word of the Lord. Please remain seated for the singing of the psalm. And today we draw from Psalm 119. I will uh, sing the refrain once, and then we can all sing it together. And then I think you know the drill after that. You guys are singing the bold print. When your word is open, it gives light and understanding. When your word is open, it gives light and understanding. Your decrees are wonderful. Therefore, I obey them with all my heart. When your word is opened, it gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. I open my mouth and pants because I long for your commandments. Turn to me and be gracious to me as you always do to those who love your name. When your word is open, it gives light and understanding. Order my footsteps in your word. Let no iniquity have dominion over me. Rescue me from those who oppress me, and I will keep your commandments. Let your face shine upon your servants, and teach me your statutes. My eyes shed streams of tears, because people do not keep your teaching. The second reading is from Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 39, with the following preface. These words celebrate the depth of God's actions for us. Through Christ's death for us and the activity of the Spirit praying for us, we are fused to God's love poured out in Jesus Christ. Nothing, not even death itself, is able to separate us from such incredible divine love. The reading. 
The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom he predestined, he also called, and those whom he called, he also justified, and those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about those things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not be with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charges against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are all being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all those things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of God. Our gospel acclamation is found on page 151 in the front of your hymnal. I invite the congregation to please rise. According to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter, glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to be seated for the reading of the gospel. Jesus put before the crowds another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it's grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make their nest in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid. Then in his joy he goes out, he sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls and on finding one pearl of great value, he went and he sold all that he had and he bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. And when it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. 
The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous to throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all of this? They answered, yes. And he said to them, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, I'm going to invite our children to come forward at this time, and we'll have Cole bring the screen down and put a picture up there for us this morning. Come on up, and Mason and Leah, will you do the coronation for me? If you could come over here and stand by these two girls, they're going to crown you this morning. So go on over, and they're going to place a crown on your head. And then once you have your crown, I want you to come forward up here. All right, come on up here. Face me, and kind of stand here. All right. We've got crowns of various sizes. There we go. And there's more crowns over here. If none of these work. Oh, there we go. Very good. Very good. Then come and face me. Make a line here. Jordan needs a crown, and so does Jack, and maybe a little smaller one. Look at that, Jordan. I, she knows. She's been crowned before. All right. Okay. Anyone else need a crown out there? Nope. Whoops. I want you to uh, face me, looking away from everyone. I'm going to stand up. I want you to kind of look at that screen. Um, I want you to, as best you can, raise your right hand. Yeah, yeah, you were wondering when I... Okay, so your right hand. Okay. I'm going to invite you when... First of all, I just need to share with you um, some, some background. Uh, in the reading that we had from 1 Kings... You can go ahead and put your hands down now. Um, Solomon was appointed by King David to be the next king of Israel. He was 12 years old, and so he was very young. If you're in the fifth grade, you're probably going in the fifth grade, you're probably 10, 11, right? And, and so on. So pretty young. Can you imagine being anointed as the king? And the anointing wouldn't come until eight years later when he was 20 years old. And during this time, God came to Solomon a young boy, and uh, asked King Solomon what it was that he wanted uh, as a gift from God. Could you imagine if God asked you, uh, is there, if there's anything that you want, Jack, what is it? A combine? There you go. Whatever it is that you could ask for, the greatest riches of the world, and what Solomon asked for was a discerning mind of knowing good from evil. Good from evil. So uh, you are going to be King Solomon. And so you have been gifted with the, with the gift of understanding the difference between good and evil. I want us to show this slide. We have wrong and we have right. When you see the next slide and you see that it's something good... I want you to go up, up here and move in that direction. If the good is on the right-hand side of the screen, I want you to come over here and stand. 
If the good is on the left-hand side of the screen, you, then you come over here and stand. And the littles, you follow the biggies. <laughs> All right, the first slide, here we go. What do we see up here on the slide? We see something good and we see something not so good. Well, look at this. You are wise. You are wise kings. Uh, nobody would eat the apple on the right side? Yeah. Okay. The next slide, please. Okay, now what's interesting is if you think this is something bad, I'm going to have you go over here. If you think this is something good, I want you to go over here. Why is this good, King? Why is this good? You're wise. What are you seeing? What's happening? Whoop. Anybody know? A young girl is helping out an older woman with carrying her groceries home. Next slide. Good job, kings. Okay, here we go. Come on over this way. If it's good, you want to come this direction. Or if it's bad, pastor really, you know, you're, 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 you're wise kings. Uh, pastor kind of tricked you up. Uh, I think we've got we're, we're, we're the wise ones. Let's go over here. We probably don't want to eat the one over here, do we? No, no, don't always listen. Remember, there isn't one wiser before you or after you. So pastor messed up. Next one. Okay. Is this good or bad? Or is it a combination of both? What's going on on the left-hand side? What is that, what's, what's that person depicting? He's, he's yelling, angry, letting them have it, right? And then you're all seen to be going over to this side. Uh, what's that person doing? Standing there, taking it. Maybe praying for the person to not be so angry, right? Okay, next slide. All right. If it's good, stay on the side that it is good. Wow, King Solomon, you're good. Show us the next slide. I can't trick them anymore. Is, what's this? Sometimes things are a little bit gray. What are you seeing? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it pushing away? It's good. It shows trying to help. Next slide. So we really couldn't go right or left. What's, what's happening with this one? Is this good or bad? We, we don't have to, you know, this one, do, it doesn't require us. So I, what, what's happening here? What are they doing? They're planting a tree. Is planting a tree a good thing? Yes. It's building up God's creation, isn't it? Okay, next slide. Oh, my. No. No. Is it a punch or a fistful? Uh, oh, that's a very good question. Is it a punch or is it a fist bump? If it's a fist bump, it is? Good. Good. If it is a punch in the gut? It is evil. It is bad. Oh, King Solomon. I can't trick you up. That's great. Next one. Oh, here we got war going on. We got a soldier and we got two young people in Afghanistan. What's happening? Yeah, so the soldier's either receiving a gift of fruit or he's giving a gift of fruit. Two different cultures, two different parts of the world, but we see kindness happening here. Okay, next one. Oh my. What's happening there? Now, if they tied their shoestrings to each other's shoes, that would be bad. 
but if they tied one shoe and then went over and tied the other shoe, that is good. Okay, I think I'm losing King Solomon. You want to go to the next one? That's what I thought. All right. Thank you, uh, King Solomon, and, and helping us out. You can keep your crowns. And, and if there's anyone who wasn't brave, who didn't go up, show us your hand. We'll bring you a crown, too. One of the kids will bring you a crown. Oh, very good. Okay, there we go. <laughs> go ahead and take some crown. We've got one way in the back. We need a crown in the back. All right, very good. Wow. Oh, my. Okay. There we go, Jordan. Whoa! You're free to go. <laughs> oh, you can keep that, Jordan. That's yours. No, she's had enough of it. Yeah, there you go. Okay. There we go. You know, isn't this fun? Um, you you got to love church with all the little ones, right? You see everything. It's a gift. It is a gift. And I'm glad that we have children among us. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You know what really caught my biblical imagination this morning as, um, as we read the scriptures? How tied the Old Testament is to the New Testament. And let me, uh, let me kind of explain you know, King Solomon really had the, I mean, a young boy, somewhere between the ages of 12 and 20, after King David died, he took over the reign of Israel. And anything that this little boy could have asked for, he asked for an understanding mind that he could discern, that, that he could weigh and understand between good and evil. And as you saw with the pictures up on the screen, things get a little gray in life, don't they? Some things seem to be very black and white, good and evil, and some things just gray out. And God gave him the gift of wisdom and a discerning mind. And uh, this gift that was given was so great, and God was so pleased that there's never been a gift of wisdom like this given prior to nor after his reign. And what's interesting, if you read 1 Kings and get into the Bible, you'll find out that his reign was short. It was 40 years. And after King Solomon died, the kingdom split. You had the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. God pointed out to Solomon, you could have asked for long life. He had a short life. He could have asked for all the riches of the world. And he did become a very rich king. But that's not what he sought. Or you could capture all the kingdoms around you. Solomon asked how to be a servant leader. How could he lead others? It is far better to lead with inside than outside the people. He didn't want to hoard it over them. He didn't want to separate. It wasn't fight or flight, but wanted good judgment. You know, what's interesting is in the beginning, God created good. If we were to go and to open up our Bibles and turn to the first chapter and second chapters in Genesis, which stands for the beginning... 
you'll see that in each of the days in which God created, he ended that day with the word good. And there was one particular day that he added a word in front of good, and that was the day in which God created man and woman, and he established them in stating that this is very good. But with the presence of sin in our world, and you know the story, all of a sudden cloudiness comes in. It's not so black and white. It's gray. Moses was handed God's law. The people were struggling. And God said, we need to establish some good rules in which we can live together. And God created humanity for God's good pleasure. And so God established the relationship that you shall have no other gods, that you are to love the Lord your God, and that you shouldn't use the Lord God's name in vain. And remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. God wants a good and wonderful relationship with his creation. He loves you. And he wants us to have a good and wonderful relationship with one another. And so God created some more good rules for the kingdom. And that is to honor your father and mother. And then came some shall nots. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet your neighbor's property, your neighbor's relationship, your neighbor's spouse, and all of these things so that things would go well for us, remembering that today is a day of rest, that today is a holy day, is that you belong to God. Holy belongs to God, and it is you who are holy and good in the sight of the Lord. We need to be good to ourselves and to take rest and to reflect, to pray to and give praise to God's holy name. God made it clear that we are to be good. But you remember what happened in the garden when Adam and, and Eve were there the very beginning. And the serpent was in the garden. And the conversation that Adam and God had with one another and shared with Eve was that you shall partake of anything in the garden that I'm giving you authority over to care for the creation of which I created and that it is good and that you are very good. And the one thing that they were not to partake in was the tree of good and evil, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The serpent said, God did not want you to not eat from this. By eating of this, you will be like God. You will know good from evil. Well, there was the other argument. If we eat of it, we will die. The serpent says, you will not die. You will be like God. 
And so they ate of it, the tree of good and evil. Wouldn't you think that by eating from the tree of good and evil, you would really be clear in understanding what is good and what is evil? That's what caught my imagination. If we partook in the tree of knowledge of good and evil, why is it that we don't stay away from evil? Why isn't that we can see very clearly what it is that God has in mind for us that is good? Sin entered into the world through the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Satan has been using that argument for centuries, thousands of years, and plays with your mind every day that you're not good enough, you're not holy enough, you've done bad, you are wrong. We need to listen to God. Even after eating the tree of good and evil, do you hear God's message for you? You are good. You are beautiful. You are created in my image. And I'm laying my life down for you so that you will have life and you will have it abundant. And so Jesus, picking up Jack and handing him off, <laughs> I thought there would be a good illustration there, but Jesus is out there teaching. He's trying to help people to understand what the kingdom of God is all about. To take your eyes off the evil and see the goodness in creation. For goodness is like a mustard seed, so very small. And when planted in the ground, it grows. And it becomes a great bush, a tree even. And it gives life. It puts oxygen in the air. It, it becomes a resting place for birds. And for animals below from its fruit and gathering. And shade for the man or the woman who are parched. Or what about the yeast that's put into the bread and brought together three measures of flour? If it were unleavened bread, you would only be able to eat, so many people could eat from it. But if you leaven it, how many more people might you feed? Or what about finding the pearl in which you sell everything because it is so precious? And Luther said this, that the Bible, it is the story of God, but when you open it up, it is the cradle that holds the pearl of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the gospel. And then we get to our last parable that Jesus shares. The kingdom of heaven is like casting a net wide to gather up the multitude of fish of every kind. And so too is thy kingdom of heaven Life-giving, feeding more people, and is worth more than all have gathered themselves together in a lifetime. They cast its net wide to gather everyone. Everyone is invited. But the reality is, not all will receive their inheritance. All will be invited, 
But some will say, I'm not good enough. That's too religious. I'm not a religious person. That has nothing to do with nothing. You are loved by God. I don't care what crummy thing you've done or I've done in my life. God remembers it no more. We began this service with confession and forgiveness and God will not remember as far as the east is from the west. It is forgiven. And so in this gospel, we hear the word good. The good will go into the kingdom's basket. And the evil, the things that are not good, will be cast into the fire. Do you think that God wishes to cast or judge us to be thrown into the fire if God was willing to give himself for you? The only person who throws himself in the fire is the one who chooses to. God chooses life. The mustard seed, the yeast, the pearl, the net, God chooses life. King Solomon was right to seek the understanding of mind, to be able to govern the people and to discern good from evil. May we, by God's Holy Spirit, as we prayed together this morning, receive wisdom that we too may treasure the life that comes from Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior. Amen. i
invite us to share the affirmation of our faith as it's found in the Apostles' Creed. You can find this on page 105 in the front of your hymnal. I invite the congregation to please rise. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. We continue with our prayers of intercession. You'll find these at the back of your Celebrate insert. Confident that God receives our joys and concerns, let us offer our prayers for the church and those in need and all of God's creation. Almighty God, we pray for the church and all servants of the gospel, equipped, rostered, and lay ministers to proclaim that nothing can separate us from the love of God and Jesus Christ. Form confirmants and catechums into disciples. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Gracious God, we pray for the well-being of creation. Safeguard the environment. Clean polluted rivers and lakes. Preserve the mighty tree and the tiny mustard seed. And send advocates for sustainable practices. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Compassionate God, we pray for the nations, and still in all who govern the ability to discern between good and evil. Free those who are oppressed and protect those facing danger. Promote peace across the world and in our towns and in our neighborhoods. Hear us, O God. Merciful God, we pray for all in any need. Protect those fleeing from war, shelter, any who are in poverty, clothed the naked, Soothe those who grieve and heal the sick. We specially remember this day Elfrida and Kurt, Ruth, Linda and Sharon, Teresa, Kalinda, Sandy, Barbara, Dick, Lynette, Samantha, and Tom. And Lord, we remember the families who are mourning the loss of their dear loved ones. We remember Eldon's sister, Belva, and for the family of Galen Harms and Thomas Shannon. And Lord, we pray for protection for, uh, for Brenda, let's see, I think it's Smith, uh, the niece of George. We also pray for Samantha. And for those who are serving in the military, for protection for them. For Ben and David, Trevor, Dustin, and Spencer. And we offer any prayers we have in our hearts now unto you, O Lord. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Holy God, we pray for this congregation, both those gathered today and those absent from our assembly. Grant safety and traveling to our travelers and refreshment and safety for children attending summer camps and Lord, we're looking forward to this week of Vacation Bible School at the Youth Development Center in Monticello and the coming together of all the churches of the Ministerial Association of Monticello. 
We pray that we'll have an abundance of volunteers to come alongside the children. Give direction to any experiencing life transitions. Hear us, O oh God. Eternal God, we give you thanks for your saints who now rest from their labors. Inspire us by their witness to treasure the gospel and to continually nourish us with your grace. Hear us, O oh God. Into your hands, O oh God, we commend for all whom we pray in the name of the one who reconciled all of creation to himself, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. We received this morning's offering. The kids uh, with the noisy coin is going to the Anamosa Ministerial Group and the programs that they support for our friends in Anamosa. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love. Through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. I'd like to share with you a couple announcements this morning. Number one, if there's anyone who picked up a card off of the kiosk in the entryway, now's the time to drop off your apples, your celery, your carrots at church on Monday. The office will be open from 8 to 4. You can drop those by. Or if you want to bring them to, wait a second, at church on Monday, or deliver to the Youth Development Center Tuesday morning before 9 a.m. So it's time to bring those items. I want to thank our committee uh, that is working on the, uh, the food. Uh, Wayne Zion it will be serving the lunch for VBS on Tuesday. And so those, uh, I, you know, those who are in the midst of us who are part of that dinner, let, let us just rise so we can recognize that you're helping us out. Let's see who we've got there. Maybe they're all ready. No, there's Barb. And there's Carol. And so thank you. And I think Kim already went in. She's that group leader. Gina, we're going to have you stand. Anyone helping with crafts? Gina has put together crafts for VBS. Thank you. And wonderful. Thank you. Um, if you've seen Chris Heron and Karen Wheeler and... Um, and uh, Wayne Boken, they put together the cutest spaceship you would ever see. Um, you need to get down to the Youth Development Center sometime to pop in and see what's all going on, but we really could use your help. We need people to help with crafts. So if you're available at 8.30 to 11.30, we'd love to have you there. You'd be assigned no more than five kids working on crafts this week. Okay, the other thing is, if you happen to stop by the office, uh, it will be open on Monday, 
Um, but Monday the 31st through Thursday, August 3rd, don't expect anybody really to be here because we're going to be down at the Youth Development Center, okay? The church will be open. Craig will be here. I'll be popping in and out. But our office staff are all hands on board at the Youth Development Center at the Great Jones County Fairground area for the VBS. And so we'll try to answer those phones and uh, get back to you just as soon as we can. But know that our staff will be uh, reporting directly at the Youth Development Center. All right, with that, I have to share with you. We use a, a software program called Servant Keeper. It is a software program that, that is tied to our entire system of ParishSoft. It is a wonderful tool. What we're finding out is that there are holes in it from time to time. And we uh, neglected to uh, put, uh, well, I know Galen and Zeta Harms. Uh, they had the opportunity to celebrate their 64th wedding anniversary and it wasn't there. And uh, Ivan and Linda Eden are celebrating their 60th wedding anniversary. They're here with us today. It didn't make the newsletter, but it will from here on out. Let's recognize this couple 60 years from By the way, they'll be bringing treats next week and we'll be lifting them up again. Is there anything else that I need to share or anything that anyone else has? Uh, if you can, yes, Deb. No days for girls until September. All right. The other thing just to share with you is that we are interested in hiring a youth director to run our Sunday school and vacation Bible school programs. And uh, we're going to leave it out there. I know God has somebody in mind. But it may not happen before the time in which we want to go forward. And I want you to know that Barb and I are working on an idea called Children's Church. And we'll be introducing it in September. But we do need to have some parents just to come along with us to help guide a game, a craft, a service project. And uh, Holly... We really like to see you help us out too. I know you're a busy gal, but you have wonderful and creative ideas, especially with service projects. And I know there are other people who will be willing to service. I hope it becomes something big. We still want children here for our regular service, but we're going to create something called Children's Church, and there won't be anything quite like it. It will be different, and it will be fun. All right, with that, I invite you to stand and rise and receive this blessing. Yes, we got one more. Yes, yes. If you haven't read today's Gazette, there's a nice article in there about Michelle's mothers. Ah, Michelle. Yes. All right, Terry. Proud of those kids. All right, so now we're all curious. We're all going to get the Animosa journal. So, by the way, we've been trying to put clippings uh, up on the Bolton board. This is a talented congregation. Receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734. All rights reserved.